0: this is Tom Harvey, the Economy Guy. Welcome to the world of macroeconomics. I'm looking at the world's economics and trying to understand them and where they're going and what they're going to do to us in particular. So this is your window into that world. Please enjoy it and welcome. I don't give any personal financial advice, I just give information and facts. I want this to be an educational show so that you can learn to think for yourself and make your own great financial decisions. Hi there, this is the Economy Guy coming in and going to talk to you today about inflation. Let's talk about inflation. It is, believe it or not, a very complex subject. The government gives you a number every so often and and what do you do with it? Uh, nothing. I mean, really. So, But the, the Fed is the biggest driver of inflation. They want inflation to be around 2%, uh, higher probably. They want to push it somewhat. And what does a 2% mean? I mean, what, is, it, is it real or anything? And they're not there yet. So <clears throat> the Fed's inclination is to increase inflation, increase uh, the price cost of things. And we should talk about that somewhat. So, is it real? Let's talk about inflation first. Is it real to you? Is it really real to you? That number, it doesn't mean anything to me personally. 2% means nothing to me. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Let's talk about, give you some details. For example, did you know that automobile costs in the United States have risen 30% in the last 10 years? That's an average of 3% a year, right? But, in the CPI equation used by the Fed in its calculation, it only says it rose 2%, not 3%. Oh, why is that? Well, it uses a clever uh, technique that says, well, cars are getting better, so they're, you're getting more for your money, so your inflation is not really as much as you think it is. So that's why they, they said 2% rather than 3%. It's an extremely complex formula they use, and there's people that Spend their whole life looking at that silly formula or just at automobiles. Crazy. Just crazy. But here's the point to be made. If you personally go out and buy a new car, you're paying the full whack new price, which is at an all-time high, right? My average $37,000 last year. Okay, how about something else here? Let's see. Um, Oh, there are other other good things. How about housing costs? How about that? Well, in uh, housing costs a big, big component of the CPI. Uh, did you know that the <clears throat> if you're renting a house, the cost has gone up 3.7 percent per year, and that's an average across the United States. But if you are owning your house, the federal government thinks that you have, are paying yourself the equivalent of something called an owner-related equivalent rent, an owner-rental equivalent, O-R-E, and that was
1: 3.3%
0: last year. Wow, did you know that? Does that mean anything to you? The answer is probably no. If you have a house and you have a fixed mortgage, your mortgage payment has not changed. It does not change. If you have an adjustable mortgage, in fact, your payments may have gone down a little bit. Uh, That's crazy. So, I mean, what does inflation mean? when it's, it comes to the rubber meeting the road. And then there's rent for apartments. How about that? Well, the national average is rents are going up 1.4%, and uh, they did last year, 2019. But that is an average of something between 0 and 5.1%. I bet you wonder where the 5.1% rental increase was. It was in Mesa, Arizona. Mesa and Phoenix are uh, some of the hottest uh, markets for rents going up. So that's kind of interesting too. Now the Fed doesn't use CPI too much. It uses something called PCE. So what what in the world, what's the difference between that? CPI, the definition is what people buy. It's, It's the things that people buy, that's how it's calculated in the price change of what people buy. PCE, which the Fed looks at, is what businesses are selling. It's the other side of the coin, if you want to look at it that way. Interesting, and PCE is always a little lower than CPI. Isn't that interesting? So let's start talking about inflation again. So if CPI is what the measure of inflation is, is what you have to pay, theoretically, and in my opinion, it's a pretty meaningless number. I believe it would be if you ask yourself the question, what is your, how much did your chart, uh, did you change because you don't really look and say hey I'm making more money and I'm spending more money and how am I doing you know you don't look at those inflation things personally I don't I don't I think very 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 few people do that maybe the government and if you're the Federal Reserve you're using Pce a different measure and you're going to make policy decisions on creating inflation based on Pce that's kind of interesting in itself you know it hasn't turned out so bad yet but where are we going? That's a real question to answer. Um, also, understand that the definition of CPI has changed over the ages. And if you use the old definitions in the past, uh, rather than being 2%, if you use the old definition, it would have been 5% now. So, does that give you comfort in what's being done? Well, people are, I mean, doing their honest best to give you what they consider a fair CPI number. And a CPI number is used in the government for inflation adjusting various things like Social Security, etc. There's a lot of things that get adjusted. Government salaries get adjusted by CPI. Important stuff because they have to try to balance a budget. There's a joke for you. Okay, so let's uh, look at other measures of inflation. There's something called The Chapwood Index. This one I love. This is really good. What it is is somebody has gone to a lot of trouble to determine the price of about 500 different items in all of the major cities of the United States. And over time. And guess what that, and see what the price change of those things were over uh, last year. Well, the range of those items, it depends on which city you're talking about, right? It's because inflation is a localized thing, not a national average. But the, uh, the uh, it varies from 6.6% to 13.1% over the last year. Now, that's probably closer to what you're seeing in reality when you go to the market, when you buy your gasoline, when you spend the money that you actually spend, when you pay for your health insurance, for example. Did that go up? You betcha. Okay. So... What is real? Uh, let's talk about that. I mean, essentially, the the Atwood uh, thing is an interesting thing because it is 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 closer to reality of you and I buying stuff at store. Um, but what is real? I mean, what's real to the average American or the, the person who's living paycheck to paycheck? That you really have to c- concern yourself with that person specifically, because what is important. To that person, that's like half of the people in the United States is disposable income. It's the difference between their fixed prices and their income. It's how much is left over, and as inflation increases, it eats into that disposable income, and that's kind of the trend that's going on right now. It's not a good trend because if you, uh, uh, lose if you if you start to endanger a person's disposable income. You're suddenly then you're creating a uh, great fear and anxiety in that person, which can lead to violence. Not good. Uh, take the yellow vest uh, in France; uh, they came out and they've been uh, very angry about an increase in the diesel price. So, well, gee whiz, you know that's interesting. Why? Because a, it was really eating their uh, their lunch. <laughs> it, was, it was eating their disposable income. So, that's it for today. I, it, the purpose of this was to kind of give you an, a feeling for what's inside inflation. Is it re, real? Is it not real? What does it mean to you? Start thinking about it for yourself. Start worrying about what it, what it means to the world. And I'll be back talking about a different subject coming up sometime. Bye. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to hit the subscribe button To get future podcasts. This is Tom Harvey. I'm an investor myself, not a financial advisor, and therefore, please understand that nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade in any market, and that we disclaim any responsibility from any negative effects of actions people might take.